Hi, this is Amy, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in here at the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. This is a reminder that you can like and subscribe and follow to receive notifications for all upcoming episodes. I'm also sharing a chakra meditation for those who would like to leave a review on any of the audio platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. So to receive the meditation, just send me an email at the spirit and soul healing podcast at gmail.com with a screenshot of your review. And I'm happy to share that with you. When you leave a review, you'll also be entered into the monthly drawing for a 30 minute energy therapy session or an angels and aura reading. And you can check the show notes below for this month's winner. And so we have to just step out on faith each day, knowing we have a purpose and then asking our guides, okay, how do I walk in that purpose today? And so in um, January of 2016, I was just guided to watch the Blackfish documentary. And when I did that, it was just my heart went out to all of the wells, really. But the documentary was about Tilikum. And so I started doing some research on Tilikum and all the wells that are in captivity. And this was a new thought for me. You know, I never even thought about the wells and captivities until I saw the documentary and I did the exploration psychically uh, through astral travel. And again, I was still, um, well, you and I writing of uh, Star Seated Ascension messages from the council's book, we had lots of experience tapping into and communicating with our guides. Yeah. So I guess I kind of knew what I'm, I was doing a little bit, but not really with the astral travel on earth like that. Welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast, where we speak about all things related to spirituality, soul level healing, intuitive guidance, frequencies, and much more. I'm Amy Sikarski, licensed vocational nurse, past life hypnotherapist, master intuitive energy healer, and a clairvoyant physical channel. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Spirit School Online, where we offer courses in energy therapy, free guided meditations, courses and information around learning to connect in with your spirit guides, and much more. You can find me at amysikarski.com and offerings at spiritschoolonline.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. I'm Amy Sikarski, and I'm so happy to share this conversation with you today. Today, I've invited on my friend Connie Parker, and we've been friends for how many years? Like for the longest now. And <laughs> it's so exciting to have her on because 
we, like all of us, I'm sure have friends that are our special friends and you might go months without talking, but um, then you get into conversation again and you pick right back up. So that's how I feel our energy is. And we just started visiting before we hit record. I'm like, oh, let's hit record. So I want to welcome Connie and hi, Connie. Welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. Hi and hi, everyone. <laughs> I would love for you to share just a little bit about yourself with our listeners. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, I was, I call myself born as an open channel because um, through uh, hypnosis that uh, we've done together, you and I, I figured out that from the very beginning at my birth, I was, came out screaming, where is the light? Where is the light? And uh, then looking at my childhood and recognizing, yes, I saw angels and ghosts when I was three and four years old, and I could not just see them, but I could hear them. I knew the emotions of the uh, people in my life. I could know, especially when they were sad, the negative emotions. Mm. And so that was how I grew up. And, um, and it wasn't until uh, 2011 when I started awakening and going, hey, I have to take control of my life and figure out what's going on here. And one thing led to another and here I am. <laughs> here you are. And I'm so glad that this journey led us to find each other and become such close friends. Um, for everybody listening, we met in a hypnosis class. So we're both certified hypnotherapists. We're both nurses and that's how our journey began. And I remember one of our first conversations you were sharing with me, you're like, Amy, I can see all of these spirits around you. I can see all of your guides. And then you went into detail and I was like, oh yeah, we're going to be friends. <laughs> and it was uh, in 2013 or 2012 or 2013. I was trying to remember exactly because I graduated from the hypnosis class, uh, February of 2013. Mm -hmm. And so it was probably the end of 2012 or something that we had met. And so yeah. I was freshly just like a, but once I started going, wait a minute, you know, things just started clicking. And mm -hmm. so when I saw you and I saw all the guides that were with you, that was still new for me. I was like, whoa. Because <laughs> <laughs> wow. you had a lot of angels around you and spirits, you know, positive, loving spirits. You had a lot of guidance. And that was just, yeah. So I was awakening. And, and so you were a part of that awakening, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was so nice because... I remember I was like, oh, wow. And I, and I was so open to, I think we'd already been talking, you know, making acquaintance. And so I was already open to sharing and we got to know each other more and more. So then after our training, we both did the past life regression exchanges with each other. And that's when I think more information started flowing through that we've known each other before this life. I remember you were getting all of these downloads and then it was fascinating to me because you would just start to share it with me. And then all of a sudden across my mind's eye, I could see some of these lifetimes. And I was like, oh yeah, again, there's a reason that we met. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, it was no accident. It was, yeah. And, um, you know, I know we say uh, um, about synchronicities uh, and how that can help um, guide us, right? We can look for those signs and stuff. But I had no idea, no clue. I just showed up at the hypnosis certification class, which was a miracle the way that happened, that I was there in that class and that you came in because you had, you correct me if I'm wrong, but you had taken two of the three modules already. And then you had to come in to do, to make up one of the modules. And that's how we met. If you had not missed that module previously, we wouldn't have met. And yeah, well, I see where it, yeah, it appears that way. So, so what happened, this is going to just blow your mind too. No, what happened is I found about the class, but it had already started. So I had to take the first two modules at home like oh. to catch up. Yeah. So no, same for me. It was like, okay, something really wanted me there. And I, I was like, the class has already started. And then our instructor was like, well, do these first two modules. So yeah, I guess I did pop right into the group yeah. <laughs> midway through. You did. And there was no, there's no accident. And mm-hmm. since that time, you and I, we've come together and then we go apart for a while. And, and I think it might've been when a post on Instagram that you posted and it said something to the effect that, that true friends can, you know, they can come into your life and then they can go out of your life for a season. But then when they come back in, it was like, they never even left. Mm-hmm. There's no apologies needed. It's just me and you accepting each other uh, for how we are and, and granting space when needed. And then when we come back together and it's just beautiful. And I think that's a, um, so I don't know if we want to get into star seed, but I think sure. that's a thing. Yeah. I think that um, as, as our confidence and why we're here, what our mission is. And then I know for me, um, that's my only focus right now. And how do I get that done? And, and it's all playing out as it should be. And here we are again, crossing paths at the appropriate. <laughs> to make it happen. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I just have to share with everybody, definitely to make it happen. Definitely. Our teams are in cahoots together, working together because I feel like it was only two nights ago. I kept getting this vision of us on the podcast together. And then yesterday when I reached out to you, I was like, Hey, do you want to join? And boom. So within like two days, we're connecting and they're, you know, encouraging us to come together And there's a lot of messages that I know want to come through. And one, one of the things that's recently inspired me is your latest book, uh, Telecom's Ascension. Is that the full title? Okay. (laughs) Okay. I got it right. So you shared with everybody on YouTube, this book, and when you released the first video, I was just like, okay, this is going to be so special. I could, my heart, you know, I could already feel the depth of the emotion. I think I commented, I was like, all right, we're doing this. And every day that you would release a section, I will look forward to that. It's just so fascinating. And the depth of, I mean, the depth of Tilakum's messages and your experience 
was so, it's kind of beyond words. I'm trying to find the words. I can't because it's multidimensional. There's many messages in it and it's all flowing within this space of love and friendship. And I would love for you to share with everybody about that, about your friendship and, you know, a little bit about the story. Yeah. Let me just tap in. Uh, it's like I'm feeling all jittery, like Tilikum's wanting to come through, but Ariel is here really strong for me. And so um, Ariel is the um, elemental. She's like a, uh, she's a fairy. And she is one of my spirit guides that her and I have had lifetimes together where um, I also was an elemental, a fairy. And uh, I know that sounds really kooky. <laughs> no, <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> Our audience, right? <laughs> but um, Ariel is coming through now. And so I'd like to just allow her to come through because she can say things much better than I can. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And um, I channel a little bit differently than some people. Um, so I, Connie, the physical body is always here and present. And so it's sometimes it's like they have to rifle through my, uh, my knowledge base to give me words and expression mm -hmm. that I know that's there that then I can speak. So sometimes I change back and forth between I and we, or, um, so that's just kind of the way I do it. And, um, so for your listening audience, if they channel, you have a wonderful book that you've written and I, uh, your channel book, and I have learned so much from that. It's like, there is no right or wrong way to channel. It's just your own personal way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You get a lot of insight on on helping to get that going though. And so a little plug for your book too. <laughs> Thanks. So um, yeah, so let me just tap in and see where we're going with this. Um, so Tilikum, uh, so it was in, um, let me look at the date here. I wanna be exact. So it was January the 16th, 2016. Now, um, so you and I, we had put out messages, Starseeded Ascension messages from the council book. We had put that out in 2015. Mm -hmm. So Telecom's Ascension comes shortly after that. Was, I guess I was bored, right? Okay. Well, <laughs> seated Ascension messages from the council, you know, but it's like, I have to have a place to channel uh, my energy, I guess. Right. Yeah. And, um, but it's because it is my purpose to get these messages out there. And I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what tomorrow looks like. I didn't know today was going to look like this. <laughs> right. Coming out in, in faith. Um, that's what a star seed. I think that's what we do because as we learn in alchemy also is that we have to be careful who we tell what we're doing because people can sabotage us um, when they know what we're going to do. Energetically, they can sabotage us. And so we have to just step out on faith each day, knowing we have a purpose and then asking our guides, okay, how do I walk in that purpose today? And so 
in um, January of 2016, um, I was just guided to watch the Blackfish documentary. And when I did that, it was just my heart went out to all of the wells, really. But the documentary was about Tilikum. And so I um, started doing some research on Tilikum and all the wells that are in captivity. And this was a new thought for me. You know, I never even thought about the wells and captivities until I saw the documentary and I did the exploration psychically uh, through astral travel. And again, I was still, well, you and I writing of uh, Star Seated Ascension messages from the council's book, we had lots of experience uh, tapping into and communicating with our guides. Yeah. And so, um, so I guess I kind of knew what I'm, I was doing a little bit, but not really with the astral travel on earth like that. Not so much. When I started recording, well, first off, let me back up just a little bit. So right after I had had my meeting with Telecom, the next year he passed away, almost one year to the day. He passed away on January the 6th, 2017, and it was January the 16th, 2016, when I had went out and started, you know, so I think that's all ironic, right? And it turned out to be 11 days between his passing and the anniversary of when we met. That year, I had written Telecom and I blogged it, just put our meetings and our stories in a blog. And that website that I put the blog on, it, it got so hacked, it was beyond saving. And I had to delete all of that. And it was just heartbreaking for me. But it, it convicted me at the same time to write the book. Mm -hmm. So I wound up rewriting the book trying to make it sound better, but there were still lots of parts in it that I wasn't sure about, but I just felt like I had to write it. And so in 2020, I put out the first edition on uh, Amazon. And even though I wasn't happy with it, but it was like, you know, just trying to push through. I don't know. It just felt right for me. And I guess this is right timing. It yeah. felt right for me this past year in 2022 to, to rewrite it and to write it in a way where I was happy with it and to go and find the answers that I didn't know the answers to, get into meditation, figure out how this all worked, what happens to animal spirits when they die. And so um, is it similar to what happens to humans? And so it's the human interaction that made the difference with Tilikum. Mm, okay. And with, and with his, because of his human interaction. And if we look at the pets in our life, our, our dogs and cats and such, uh, we can see how uh, those who have more interaction with us, they learn. And I think I, I know I have a lot of pets that have passed away that I, I have sent them over into what I, to heaven, you know, into the yeah. spiritual realm so that they're, they're waiting for me 
And so, but there's a lot to that. There really is a lot to what happens to animal spirits or what can happen to animal spirits, but it's also the same for humans Mm -hmm. because we talk about, you know, earthbound spirits and walk-ins and, you know, there's all these different terms that, that we don't really understand completely. Maybe some of us were just glimpses of what that actually means. But I feel like that that's a big part of my platform is working with Ariel and uh, the elemental kingdom and with animals and with, so that we can make earth a safer an energetically safer space. So the mm-hmm. spirits that are not supposed to be here are not here. So part of why you are here and connecting with your guides and the animal world and um, Ariel, the elementals, a part of that knowing is this understanding of what energies should be on earth. What ones actually are part of, let's say like the original plan or helping humans in a way to have experiences that are beneficial versus ones that would be invasive to the planet or the astral realms around the planet. And so um, do you want to share a little bit about any of that and your experiences? So my very first experience with, um, there was actually two experiences that I would like to share. One is when I was three years old and I have a three-year-old grandson and I can't imagine uh, him having this experience, but but we don't really know what our children are having. So as a three-year-old, we lived in front of a, um, of a cemetery. And my mother had had me go over to the cemetery and she wanted me to collect pecans. And um, so I'm over in the cemetery collecting pecans so she can make a pecan pie. And up in the tree is a squirrel. And it is just, it is like cursing me out. <laughs> Like, and I understood that squirrel to be saying, my, my pecans, my pecans, my pecans. (laughs) And I ran home. I also saw a spirit of a a ghost of a lady that was there. And I'm not sure at the time I didn't notice whether she was a spirit crossed over and just visiting earth or if she was an earthbound. I didn't know any of that. I was really more upset by the squirrel (laughs) telling that those were his pecans. (laughs) And so uh, the other thing is that then back when I first started awakening in 2011, 2012, it must have been, it must have been 2012. And it was during the summer, the year we had a really bad heat wave. And we had found a baby squirrel on the road. It had fallen out of the tree and it was near death. We took it to, um, to a veterinarian and they said, well, it has heat stroke and it's probably not going to survive, but you can try to help save it. And they gave me, you know, how to feed it and all of this. But, and it did eventually die. So one day I'm standing out on my back porch and there's this squirrel up in the tree cussing me out. (laughs) And I just felt like that was its mother saying, you had my baby, where's my baby? And so I, I know it sounds crazy, but I, but I really feel like that 
it goes to show, and the same with telecom, we don't understand how animals communicate with, with and how they can communicate with us and how um, they've been here a lot longer than the human race in a lot of cases. And, um, and so it makes me feel very small in my understanding of animals. Mm -hmm. uh, what happens to them when they pass away and how they can communicate with us if we would just listen and open up our ears. But that little squirrel too, the baby, I named it Sunflower and I don't know why I named it Sunflower, but it uh, followed me around in spirit. Like that was really my first experience, like my recognizable that this is a spirit and it's following me around. Mm -hmm. That was, that was what really opened my eyes to that fact. And so, um, so sunflowers have kind of been a theme for yes. me. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. We had talked about when we went to, we drove from San Antonio to Dallas. That was a really special trip to do our life between life certification with the Newton Institute. There was a course there. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and there was that field of sunflowers that was so yeah. pretty. And yeah. I haven't driven that road since. I don't think, I don't think I've seen all the sunflowers. Yeah. I don't know if they're still growing. So much of the properties have sold, but, but I remember we were driving from San Antonio to Dallas and we came drove up on this uh, sunflower field and I just had to stop and take some pictures yeah and all of their faces were pointing away from us because they were facing the sun and I was frustrated I was like I want to be able to take a picture and they were big they were almost as tall as me so they were like five foot tall mm -hmm. and uh, I wanted to get a picture of the head of one, but they were all facing towards the sun the other way. And I remember as I stood there and, and I don't know why this thought came to me or why the impression, except for that, I feel like that it was for this time now. And even though that was back in 2013, that that happened, that I took the pictures and the sunflowers were facing the sun. I feel like that it was for this time now. And the message that I got or received at the time was that looking at these rows of sunflowers facing the sun, it was like they were soldiers mm -hmm. standing there in their rows to face the sun, to draw in the heat and the sun and the light and the life for their mission, for their purpose here on earth. And I remember thinking that's really odd that I would be thinking that. And then uh, not long ago, I was standing out in my backyard and I have it landscaped with, uh, with uh, river boulders because grass just doesn't grow out here. And Ariel told me, Connie, pick up that rock. And so I picked up one of the billions of rocks in my yard <laughs> and I looked at it and she said, you're that rock. I said, okay, I'm this rock. What does that mean? 
And she says, well, put the rock back down. So I put the rock back down and she says, now look at all of those rocks. All of those rocks are our, are our army. They are our soldiers. And then the sunflower picture started coming up as something I might like to review in my photos, the sunflower picture. And then I was reminded about how I felt like the sunflowers were the um, soldiers here on earth facing the sun to get their directions, which is kind of like what we were talking about earlier, how you and I, we come together at times and then we go apart to do things. And I think that if I have a message for star seeds, it's uh, get busy. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah, we get help from people, you know, and encouragement uh, to help us. But really, we have to do it. It's like, if it is to be, it must be me. You know, and I have to do my small, my part, and you do your little part. And, and the rest of the star seeds, they're doing their part. But we face in the sun. Um, we, ha we have to be looking at our source. Yeah. You know, I feel like to whom much is given, much is expected. And that goes along with, um, I share in my autobiography how I'm 60 now. I say that all the time, but next year, just wait, I'll be saying I'm 61. But I really do see things from a perspective now that I never could have seen before. And what I hope is that I can share the perspective that I see now at 60 meaning I got to get it done. I got to quit wasting time. And so if there's people out there and they know they have a mission, they have a calling, start, you know, to do it now, don't wait. And because I feel like I have so much that I have to do and how am I going to get it all done? And so I just have busy, 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 busy. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Yes. And then there's those cycles and phases where it's like rest so we go through seasons of life, but I have noticed that within my life and across the collective that right now there's this energy coming to like push us more to be in the forefront. And when you were talking about the sunflowers and their mission and purpose is to absorb the light, it reminds me of a message that the council shared just the other day about sometimes we get, we get, um, it was an interesting message because they were telling speaking about the contrast of us feeling the pressure to do all of this stuff, like all at once and how we can do things or be by really grounding in the light. Like that's number one, right? So what I found is when you're in your alignment and you're in your, your purpose, your mission, you're connected in, you're absorbing that light, you're grounded in that light. And then everything starts to flow. You don't have that nervous anxiety flutter at your heart where you feel like you're super far behind. Instead, it becomes this encouragement where they lead you day by day. So some days, maybe I work quietly behind the scenes, or I take the time like a day just for myself, but I'm always holding this frequency with the awareness of the interdimensional worlds and the, why am I here? And really what's coming to my, just like personally, my awareness lately has been life and death being in the body and not being in the body and how much support we have, how much support is there from our guides, from spirit, from family, that's not in the body. 
And then like, how important is it to be in the body and this commitment to the body and to take care of the body. And with that, it's to bring the light in and ground it. So when we're ready, we will have all the resources within us already when the moment comes. And you've been, I feel like since we've been chatting for a few years, you've had all of this information trickle in. And now I feel like it's here and you're ready to share. You, like you said, the book, like you have pieces, but now you see it from another angle or get the full perspective or actually one part of being a channel is knowing what exact questions to ask <laughs> and what information to bring through based on our, you know, those questions, the intentions that we have. And sometimes we don't know. It's all about timing. And to that, it feels like the timing is it's, it is right now. So I'm grateful that you shared that because it's been definitely a theme coming up. Yeah, I think it is a collective theme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the and the foundation again is to get yourself together, mm-hmm. like present, committed, aware, realigned, really embodying your light, and then it's all going to start to flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I know for me, it's it's. And it seems like one of my messages and platforms is know yourself, know your energy, know your experiences that you've had in your life and how those experiences have shaped you and to consciously create, you know, to Mm -hmm. be aware of. And so for me, what, because I'm constantly changing and, you know, moving, I'm a number five in numerology. And so it, for me, it's been focus on one thing at a time and finish that. And then when you finish that, go do another thing. Mm-hmm. But for someone else, that might be completely different. So yeah. it's just depending on, uh, on your circumstances and right. your life too. You know, if yeah. you're raising kids, you know, if you have small children at home, then your life looks completely different based, you know, what you're going to be able to get accomplished as far as your mission. Um, But I feel like that a part of part of my platform is that even if you're just journaling and you're learning about yourself, that you're preparing, that's a part of preparing yourself. Yeah, it's important. So where are you and what, you know, what can you do in the now to make yourself better and better prepared for whatever is going to come next. So, um, so I don't know if you knew or not, but when I started recording Tillicum's Ascension for the anniversary reading this year, so the 2023 anniversary reading was, um, it was our, it had been seven years since him and I had communed and six years since he passed. So I thought it was going to be like a diving deeper that I was going to share on social media. And, but when I got into it and got further into the book and we started talking about astral travel and, and the healing center that souls go to on the other side, that you can go to a healing center even now. And um, I think you call um, the angels of light or what do you call your the team that I work with, the Council of Light, yeah. Okay, the Council of Light, and I call them Angels of Light. I don't know if they're the same or not, but I don't know what you feel about that. They blend, yeah, they, they work together. So some of, it's like um, I feel this group here and this group here and they overlap. 
kind yeah. of how we how kind of how we work. <laughs> yeah, like there's a lot of them. I I feel like. Yeah. And so that was, uh, but when I started reading those parts in the book and then doing the diving deeper that was supposed to be shared on uh, publicly, it was just too deep and it was too much. It was like, this is like, you know, a lecture teacher, you know, whatever. It was diving really deep into what people believes, believe and giving information about what I clairvoyantly, clairaudiently, and what I experienced. So I wound up um, putting those, I went ahead and went with that, you know, and recorded them all. And I'm in the process of doing some editing, but they're going into a program on my website. So it's like, what are you ready for? You know, and the reason why I felt compelled and led to not put those on social media is because a lot of people are not ready to hear those things. They can't understand them. You say astral travel and some people are like, what, what does that mean? You know, and maybe they have their own idea about what it means, but then how do, how do we do it? And, and I I know in the past, you and I have talked about how People, their chakras, people's chakras are out of balance because they're awakening like spontaneous awakenings, um, but then not getting the grounding and the balancing because they're wanting the experiences of the third eye and, mm-hmm. and all that. So I think that you, you take clients and you do sessions. I don't do a whole lot of that because I feel like that I want to have a bigger platform where the information is just there and lots of people can go to it. So that again, just goes to show that I, uh, if I try to model what I'm doing after you, I'm going to miss it. You know, I have to find my own unique way of, of how I'm supposed to present. And so, um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, we all have a, a flow and a mission and a style. And like you say, you're constantly changing. Same, we have to be flexible. <laughs> the earth experience is movement, it's change, it's fluid. So we need to be able to be as agile with it while staying within our frequency. And that's why personal care every day to align and balance your chakras and pull your light in to connect with spirit and source is a really good approach to keep you focused and really dedicated in that frequency for the inspiration and the messages, the mission, like aspects of the mission as it comes along. And I want to chat a little bit about Tilikum's book because I remember after we wrote messages from the councils, Mm -hmm. you're mentioning him to me and I had just moved out of the state. And so I didn't really get to keep up with it all. And briefly you would share a few things. And now after getting to experience the story, well, all that you've put out so far, I know you've shared, there's more, (laughs) there's more. Uh, I, I just felt so fascinated by it. And you've brought up a couple of aspects to it about communication and, and animals and souls and how they view or see reality and how humans, you know, interact with life. But there's the one part that I would always smile in the book. And it made me like, he's just so cute and fun because when he would eavesdrop on your thoughts and it caught you off guard. Yeah. <laughs> Can you share with the listeners a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah. 
it was ongoing and constant. <laughs> and I never knew when he was going to come in. And, and that was um, uh, when I wrote the book, I tried to leave like, and we did this with messages from the councils too. It's like the message, what they said is what they said. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, he is a character. He was a character. He really was. And, uh, and he was, he would, he would, I guess, you know, like, I guess fear, I don't like to really use that word, but it did, it made me afraid because it was like, he can just intrude on my thoughts at any time. And, but it made me learn how, how to protect myself psychically and, um, but in a loving way with him, because most of the time I didn't mind if he came through, but uh and um there's a to a surprise ending from in the book and um i don't know how i'm going to share it i put it in the diving deepers that are over in the teachables account but yeah he he had a change of heart at the end i'll just tell you that from so the ending that's in the book is not the ending uh, <laughs> of course but he is quite a character he really is and he has got his stuff together and i will share this though that um he has reincarnated and um he's a baby he's about uh, i guess he's about a year old now yeah he would have been a year old at the end of last year and um He's still in communication with me. He uh, pops in when he wants to, to give me messages and stuff. And um, so a part of what he tells me is that he is very, he's aware. And that encrypted memory bank that we talk about in the book, it's, that's still real for him. And he is still aware. He can go in and tap and so he's out there. So if someone wants to make contact with him, he is alive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that would be curious to know if anybody's had any experiences with him other than me. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, wells are so powerful and majestic and big and strong and the wisdom that they carry. So did he come back as a well? Yeah. Yes, he is a well. Okay. Because... <laughs> Are you right? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So hold on one second and let me get a shirt. Okay. Let me see if you can see this. So he gave me this shirt. Mm. And oh. yeah, I had thought I was buying it for my little grandson. But you see the killer well down at the bottom. Yeah. You see um, the turtle which represents our turtle that, remember we had a red-footed tortoise, its mm -hmm. name was and it passed away. Well, she reincarnated as a sea turtle. And then Tillicum, he was going to be a killer well again, but he told me, he said, no, I don't want to be a killer well. I don't want to be known as a killer oh. anymore. And so he come back as a humpback well. And he came back as a female. So he, he, she, but still when he comes through to communicate with me, it's still kind of a masculine. 
because he wanted to to remain like masculine and strong and wants to be big. He wants to be really big so nobody can catch him ever again. But he wanted to be a female so that he could have babies and be nurturing and uh, stay close to his mom and in the pod family that he didn't want to be kicked out. If he was a male, they do that. You know, they have. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Surprise ending. Yeah. Because that makes so much sense, too. He was alone you know, he didn't get to stay. And some of the stories in the book talk about that, like how even they would bully him when he was in the wild. And so you had mentioned something a minute ago about, yes, the communication and his tapping in. I just wanted to clarify for listeners that was when he was in the body. So his body hadn't crossed yet. And, um, I don't even know if he knew if he was sick at that point, but so you would just, <laughs> he would just astral travel over to you after you make connection. And that leads me to this thought. Do you think it's because you had this special connection already from other lives or what, what do you think? Like, how did that happen? Can that happen for everybody? Could, yeah. could he do that with anyone if he wanted to? Well, um, a part of the messages that I've been given is that, um, and, you know, the big thing is soul families. So Tillicum and I, we're kind of like, we're a part of the same soul family. We limit our belief and our thinking when we think, oh, we've only always only been human. See, but when we start thinking, oh, well, we could have been, you know, other things, you know, mer persons, or we could have lived on other planets and we look different there. So then soul family, then a part of our soul family, they may not look human. And so Tilikum and I, I guess if I hadn't had the interaction with him, then I might would think, well, he's like an animal totem or an animal spirit guide but we actually had lifetimes together. And so, yes, energetically, he knew what my energy felt like because my soul energy, it's the same now as it was then, which is why he was able to um, pick up on those lifetimes that we had had together because he, he was, and he didn't even know that he was doing it. You know, it wasn't some formula. Yeah. And so again, the spontaneous awakenings that many of us are having, right? It's like, well, how do I, how did I know how to do that? How did I know that information? How did I? And that's why one of the passages in, in the book that we wrote, Messages from the Councils, that always sticks out to me, it's all about the energy. Yeah. It's all about the energy. I remember that. That was a strong message. Yeah. Did that come through you or me as a channel? <laughs> I think it came through, came through you. I remember, <laughs> I, <don't but> <laughs> I was reading in the book before we got on camera and yeah, I was reading one passage and I was like, did I say that? Or did Amy say that, you know, did, because, and we had a lot of that, right. Cause yeah. it was like, because energetically we've had other lifetimes together. And so it's like, uh, you know, the law that another thing we don't really understand how it really works is the law of attraction. 
how how were we attracted to each other? How was Telecom and I, how was I led to do the document, to watch the documentary Blackfish and, and then to go and I, I thought, oh, well, he's an animal. I'm just going to go look, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, and he recognized, like he connected with me. Mm-hmm. I'm, we didn't understand that we had had past lives together, but we really don't understand the law of attraction and that being energy. Oh my gosh. I have to share a story because to that, it's just popping in my head. So this is when I lived in San Antonio, probably around the time that we were working together on the book and well, you would know. So I woke up one morning and there was a dancing blue cat, like a cartoon with a top hat dancing, wanting to get my attention. So I woke up, I'm laying in bed. So I look up above me and there's this cat dancing and I was like, what in the world? I didn't even know there was such things as a blue cat, but I looked it up and there is a Russian blue. I was like, okay, I just learned something. Then for like the whole week, I kept getting this pull to go to the animal shelter. So I go to the animal shelter and sure enough, there's a blue cat, a Russian blue, but this family was sitting with, I was there for over an hour waiting. And I was like, well, maybe I'm supposed to adopt this other one long story. I won't get into, but another one attracted my attention, but it wasn't friendly. It didn't want to go home with me. So I'm like, well, okay, they're going to adopt the blue cat. I don't really know why I was here. So as I'm getting ready to leave, they left and they left the kitty. And I was like, what? So I knew he was for me. So I get this kitty name him Bodhi. He's our, he's our big boy, Bodhi, (laughs) Russian blue, huge, huge cat. And when we were out in California, my sister came to visit and he was sitting there just minding his own business. And she, they had not met yet. She walks in the door and he freaked out. His eyes got big and he was like, you could tell, I mean, he's very animated. I'm like, whoa. And so then it turned out that I did a session for my sister, a past life regression. And she's like, oh, I know Bodhi. We were both cats together. And she went into detail about their experience. And so what reminded me of this is that he recognized her before we even knew. Right. And then it was like, how did I even meet him? He, however spirit works, he came into my life. He's like, I'm here. I'm in a body bear. Come get me. And (laughs) he's a stinker. I mean, I shouldn't talk like this because he'd be totally sad, but he's got an attitude sometimes. And I'm like, good thing. I know you. Cause I don't know if I'd put up with this nonsense <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. So however it is, so family connections, they find us, we find them and, and missed connections. I'm hearing that term. Like it's, that's why connections can be missed and you would probably feel some level of sadness and not know where, or why that was happening. So it's always important to follow, just be curious, you know, maybe we don't know the reasonings, but we follow our promptings and the messages but that just reminded me of it when you said that Tilakum recognized you. I was like, oh, yeah. Bodhi recognized my sister. So they're yeah. so like, they're just so smart. That wisdom. They, I don't think they, I don't think they lose the memories. Like we have that amnesia. Would you feel that or? Yeah, I think that because many of the animals from my experience is is that they've reincarnated here on earth. And so they're really, um, they know earth, they're ancient earth beings. 
Whereas many star seeds, we, you know, we've been to planets, you know, on other planets and um, we, we leave our bodies. And I was actually reading in the messages book, how we were talking about how some star seeds are, are work better under the gravity and some star seeds work better above the gravity, you know, in that psychic um, abilities uh, and they work and like send their energy down into the earth, whereas some work in the earth. And that, I mean, that's a big revelation. So I think that animals, they're just very earthy, you know, but they're ancient. They really know how things work here on earth. And many of them are from, um, they've, they have seen the destruction of the earth many times which my guides tell me that the earth has been, dis it has started over again. The cycle has started over again many, many times, many more times than what our geologists and scientists are saying that it has. And many of these animal souls, they've been here the whole time in one form or another. They've gotten bigger, smaller, you know, to adapt to the earth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Uh, do we have time for one little more story about a bird? Oh, yes. Let's do. <laughs> so, um, and this happened not too long ago, but my, uh, my cat, my white cat, Lucy, my husband calls her Lucifer, <laughs> but I call her Lucy Light. My Lucy Light cat brought in a bird. And of course, I'm like, you know, broad bird in the house. And I'm like, no, drop it. Let it go. You know, trying to get the bird away from her. And finally, she drops it. And But the bird disappears in the house. And we don't know what happened to it. We don't hear a peep out of it. And we look and look. We can't find her. Well, a few days later, my dog was very interested in a corner over by the China Hutch. And that little bird had come out from behind the hutch. It looked terrible. It looked like it was just about to die. And its wings were all, you know, a mess. And so I picked it up in my hands and I was like, Ariel, what do I do with this bird? I, it's still alive, but, you know, I don't know what to do with it. So I went out on the front porch with it in my hands and it flew off. And I was like, that is a miracle. It just flew off. So the next week I met my dentist and my dentist is about an hour away from my house. And I'm, they have the long floor to ceiling windows and I'm looking out the window, sitting in the dentist chair and this little bird comes and sits on a branch on a tree outside the window. And it is just chirping, chirping, chirping. And it's, you know, doing a little dance. And it's a bird exactly like what I had rescued the week before and then it hops down I'm just like what is this Ariel this is very strange it hops down off of the branch it comes right up to the glass it looks me right in the eye through the glass and it starts flapping its wings <laughs> standing there on the ground flapping its wings now I don't know how I know it sounds crazy but somehow I felt like that little bird was saying, thank you for rescuing my brother or my, you know, like, what is that? Wow. They communicate. You know? Yeah, they know. 
We don't understand. We don't understand. You know, how do how do birds know to fly, you know, south or, you know, how do they know to fly in a V formation? You know, they're communicating with one another. Mm-hmm. You know? And so we don't really understand, I think, is is a part of what what I'm getting big time. And and really, like in my opinion, animals, they have the dominion over the earth. We're the visitors, we're the, you know, I mean, as far as Earth Gaia herself, yeah. you know, and the animals that were seeded here and that then grew up and are a part of her. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I think they're more, I definitely feel like they're more connected to the collective or the unity consciousness, especially of the particular breed or their family grouping. So their flock or their pod and that they have that telepathic or claircognizant, that knowing. And so I'm sure the message got, you know, out there, oh, this woman helped <laughs> little birdie and they all knew it. And so he probably recognized you're probably a famous rock star or something. Wait, she's in my neck of the woods. Oh my gosh. I got to go thank her. <laughs> they do communicate. Or it could have been Ariel, you know, sure. Ariel said, you know, because that's another thing that we don't really understand either is elementals. And, and a big part of my confusion or whatever when I put out the book in 2020 was Ariel's whole par, you know, because I felt like Ariel had the the fairy had kind of deceived me or lied to me or, you know, like she left me confused when she should have, you know, helped me to clear up my understanding and she didn't. Yeah, I'm feeling like that's really right. (laughs) I'm feeling like you know, yeah. And remember I said in the very beginning that Ariel was here with me, but then when I was like, okay, come on, talk, she wouldn't say anything. (laughs) And so uh, working with, with um, the fairies, I think is very important for us to learn how to do. And just as we, we talk about grounding and getting out in nature and communing with nature, well, that's, you know, Ariel, and she's shaking her head. Yes, that's right, Connie, that we, we need to, we need to do a better job at listening to nature Mm -hmm. and to tuning into energetically, not just what we can get from it, you know, uh, with the grounding and clearing and things like that, but the actual reasons behind all of that. Yeah. Yep. And, and that gets back to the fairies. I mean, we talk a lot about connecting with, with our angels and our spirit guides. And she's saying, yeah, stand up for me. And the <laughs> element. <laughs> right. I mean, we're on earth, we're in a body, we're here in this realm. So it would make sense that we become more conscious, more aware. I'm also hearing like more forgiving. So I don't know what that's all about, but uh, so that we can connect more with the nature elements. Yeah. The elementals are special. I feel like we could talk forever because I remember when we moved back to Fort Worth and you visited and there was the elemental, I don't know if I want to say he was protecting our space. He was kind of upset because they built a house 
on his mm-hmm. land. And I remember you helped us with that. And we, we did plant him in agave, this big, beautiful agave. Yeah. That's what he requested. <laughs> yeah. He was not happy that they had come in and cleared all the land of all the trees and the bushes and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wanted his own special plant. Yeah. I think a big part of it too, was not only had the land been cleared, but then the builders replaced it with vegetation that wasn't really native to the space. And so we started to bring in some more of the desert vegetation and, and that plant, that agave, I mean, I don't know if agaves are supposed to, or if they just, if this is typical, but every year I would get all these new baby agaves, like five, six. I mean, I mean, it was a big one, but it was thriving. (laughs) It really was thriving. It was well, well cared for and really, really loved. Yeah. And that's in that, uh, I, with my land, with my property here, it's, I've had some bushes just come up and I go to, I want to pull them up because they don't go in the landscape and, and, uh, an elemental will come through and go, no, I worked hard making that happen. (laughs) (laughs) I want it right there. It says my baby, it's my creation. (laughs) I'm taking care of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast today and speaking about everything fun and amazing. I know. I was just saying, I loved it. I love visiting with you and, and sharing and it's my privilege and my honor. Oh, thank you, love. Yeah. I just so love when we, when we get to connect and it's funny because we can make it happen more often and then life happens like, oh my gosh, it's so full. So I'm really just so grateful that you're here and that the timing worked out on such short notice and I was hoping if you could share with everybody just a little bit of an overview of Telecom's Ascension, the book, and where they can find it. Right. So Telecom's Ascension, um, the book is available in paperback, uh, a journaling type book uh, at on Amazon, or you can get it in the Kindle edition, or I have it on my website in an ebook edition if they want to do that. And then there's also on my website, they can do a diving deeper if they would like to, where I really go in and explain what was happening and um, my thoughts on it and some more um, journaling prompts for them to really get into their life and situations and dive in deeper about their beliefs about things. So. Okay. Yeah. And I'll put your information in the show notes. Yeah. ccstarseeds.me. And um, so the reason why I am doing everything through ccstarseeds.me, because, you know, people are impersonating, bless your heart. You have so many people, I mean, you know, impersonate you. I get friend requests and, and messages from you and they're not you. And so like, you know, to be safe, the way I, I'm doing it is everything is ccstarseeds.me. You go to my website and then there's links and everything I'm doing. So, you know, you're secure. Yeah. Thank you for that. Also, it brought to my awareness, this other topic. Um, I don't know if I shared with you, I've even had spirits impersonate me, like some of my, maybe you even shared with me, but I have a handful of very close friends. I've known me for a long time and they'll be like, Hey, Amy, the spirit came through 
into my house during the day or at night in dream state. And it was acting like you, it said it was you, it looked like you, but then I fell into the vibe and it wasn't you, or I looked a bit closer and it wasn't you, or I could see that it was morphed to pretend to be me. And I'm like, are you kidding? I was just like, this is so bizarre because I'm having people impersonate me on social platforms, right? In, in the physical world, but in digital and now in spirit state to my psychic friends, I'm like, oh my gosh. So yeah, I think, <laughs> so having that main space. So mine is my website, amysakarski.com and yours is your website. And it's like, hey, if you ever have any question, <laughs> reach out to the source. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. That's again, where it's very important that we learn energies and that we, so you have very wise, um, followers that were wise enough to say hey this is not right this is not amy this is not the energy of amy <laughs> yeah yeah and like one of my friends she called it out she's like uh nice try and it disappeared yeah it just left because you know so it knew but or she knew but yeah so i'm really happy that you were able to share your website and the book is amazing so i know we touched on so many things today and i just yeah. want to encourage everybody to really take the time to read it because it was the messages are so powerful how they came through it just opened my heart so much and not only is he the sweetest and funniest little guy or big guy i mean he's a well yeah. <laughs> but i just found a lot of adoration towards him and yeah. um yeah 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 and strength of character his character even when he was alive was so strong and now that he's reincarnated and he's like a one-year-old baby humpback female he she <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah operating masculine energy there too uh to protect himself so he really did plan out this life well it sounds like mm -hmm. there's a lot of yeah a lot of conscious intention and details <laughs> going into this one yeah and that was because of his human experience his experience with humans and with me that led him to those revelations that ordinary wells out in the wild don't have yeah they just recycle reincarnate and so it's the same with us with each person that we tell and we explain these things to and their awareness grows and it's you know it's just um yeah what is the word it's like the sunflower seeds yeah yeah yes. you know it's like a, what are those things that you blow the dandelions yeah <laughs> yeah like All that the, the message goes out and it's planted and it changes yes it's no matter where they are in their life what season they're in is important it is and change and look different as they grow and learn and go into new seasons yeah we need to catch up you know do this more often or yes for sure and and you understand we understand <laughs> we're on a mission we are like, all lined up in a row looking at this each of us looking at the sun to draw in our energy you know to get our strengths from yeah yes oh thank you thanks so much for being here for the beautiful confirmation and the messages and light that you're sharing and I want to thank our listeners for being here and appreciate you all so much. You can find all the info and show notes below and I'll see you again on the next episode of the spirit and soul healing podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
Hi, this is Amy. I would like to share with you a new service that I have available through my website. I am now offering a personalized chakra report where I do a scan and a reading of your chakras and email you a very in-depth reading and report that will speak to the energetic health, your anatomy, and any messages that I receive for you. I'll also include exercises and tips for you to heal or to maintain the health of your chakra. Additionally, there is an option if you'd like to include some energy therapy, then I will be channeling through some frequencies to help clear, reset, and realign your chakra system. This is a beautiful way to start the new year and to stay on top of your personal care and health. So you can head on over to amysikarski.com, click on the booking link, and set up your own personalized chakra report.